Well, thank God. Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold podcast is excited about season three and more fabulous guests. We've been talking with and sharing stories, experiences, and laughs with singers, songwriters, musicians, and independent artists in continuing gospel music at its gold. The guests on this show have tirelessly been on the battlefield to bring God's word through song, deed, and action. We also present tribute shows honoring those whom are no longer with us physically, but have left a legacy of gold with their contributions. We hope to continue bringing exciting shows and present great episodes and growing your knowledge in gospel music and its gold to keep you coming back for more. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. On today's show, I'll be giving tribute to the memory of Reverend James Moore, who was a singer and songwriter, first discovered on the recording of Gospel Music Workshop of America, where he dazzled the ears, touched the hearts, and ministered to spirits of those who heard him. Although he had a harsh childhood, it was the relationship he had with one of his mentors who took him to church. Mrs. Alma Parham encouraged him to join the Church of God in Christ, where he gave his life to God. In 1974, Savoy releases James's first recording, I Thank You, Master, just months after he had been awarded the Thurston Fraser Scholarship from the Gospel Music Workshop of America. It was over 10 years later before he broke into the industry in a major way in 1988 under the Malico record label and the album was called Live. The album hit the top 10 on Billboard's Top Gospel Albums chart. James Moore recorded with Gospel Music Workshop of America, The Hawkins Family, Daryl Coley, and oh so many others prior to him becoming a chart-topping solo artist himself. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. James Leslie Moore was an American gospel artist. He was a foster child living in a home as a boy who accepted Christ into his life. He gave a brief testimony of this in song, Thank You, Master, on his debut solo album. In his earlier days, James received much of his tutelage and artistic craft by gospel music legends and personal friends, such as the late Dr. Matty Moss Clark, Reverend James Cleveland, and Richard Mr. Clean White, among many others. He also gave much acclaim to the Gospel Music Workshop of America for the molding of his gospel music career. For someone who may not have heard of Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, she was an American gospel choir director and the mother of the Clark Sisters, a gospel vocal group. She was the longest serving international minister of music for the Church of God in Christ. She began her recording career in 1958 with the Southwest Michigan State Choir, becoming one of the first 
to teach and conduct a mass choir composed of members of different churches. She received three gold albums with the Southwest Michigan State Choir and went on to write and arrange hundreds of songs and recorded over 50 albums. That's just a little bit about Maddie Moss Clark. For those who are not familiar with Richard, Mr. Clean White, he was among recording artists in the 80s and 90s. And to his credit, he has about four albums and is currently serving as bishop in the Church of God in Christ denomination, Reverend James Cleveland, that was founded in Detroit, Michigan. Back to James Moore. After many chart-topping gospel hits and much-noted success in the 1980s and early 90s, James soon became a household name among many gospel music listeners. In the mid-1990s, James Moore was diagnosed with colon cancer, and his health began to suffer. After recording a new album in May of 1994, he was then diagnosed with diabetes, which left him bound to a wheelchair, blind, and placed on dialysis. Determined to disallow any disease from hindering him to sing and minister, James Moore continued singing, ministering, and recording. James Moore's last recordings, It Ain't Over Till God Says It's Over, which was recorded at his 41st birthday in 1997 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And another album entitled Family and Friends Live in Detroit was recorded in the summer of 1999 in his hometown of Detroit with some of his dearest industry friends and gospel notables such as Vanessa Bell Armstrong, Rudolph Stanfield, and Darius Dwyman. The album was released in early 2000, shortly before his death at the age of 44. I know this is a strange way of honoring and tributing that I've been doing in the past, but such a short-lived career in singing gospel music, but an imprint has been left on the hearts and ears of those who have heard his music, heard his ministry, and even knew him or came across him. I could not find the exact year that James Moore was ordained a minister, but Reverend Moore also won several awards and accolades, which include a stellar award for Best Male Solo Performance, three Grammy nominations, Dove Award recipient, and several awards from Gospel Music Workshop of America. Like his fellow Detroit family, I'll call it, <laughs> Thomas Woodfield, the Reverend James Moore, a noted gospel vocalist and recording artist, he passed in the prime of his career. He was born in 1956 and absorbed music emanating from the Motor City. Detroit gospel legend and entrepreneur Elma Lois Hendricks Parham. A little bit about Elma is Elma Lois Hendricks Parham founded the Community Youth Ensemble, established her own music publishing company, and owned Alma and Carl's 
House of Music on Owens Street in Detroit, Michigan a record and music store that became a meeting place for gospel fans and artists. Among those whose music she published was Maddie Moss Clark. James was encouraged, but he got his start in the Church of God in Christ, where he studied the music and technique of Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. Elma Lois Hendricks Parham took James Moore as her own and really taught him and trained him and worked with him. A bit more information about Alma Lois Hendricks is she attended Detroit Conservatory of Music, uh, which was a music school, of course, in Detroit, Michigan. It was considered one of the leading institutions of music in the United States. It was founded in 1874 by J.H. Hahn and opened a normal school training department in 1889. Not quite sure what normal school means, (laughs) but that's the information that I found. Uh, The Conservatory of Music was located, the Conservatory of Music was located at 5035 Woodward Avenue in Detroit. And in 1909, the Detroit Conservatory orchestra was organized at the school. The reason why I give history about some of this is so you'll know that there are, it didn't just pop up, it wasn't just a happenstance, but a lot of these dates and locations are historical and give you such rich history in knowing about the backgrounds of people. Savoy Records released James Moore's first recording, I Thank You, Master, in 1974, just months after the Gospel Music Workshop of America had awarded him with the Thurston Fraser Scholarship. James became a stalwart participant at Gospel Music Workshop of America and credited the organization for supporting his music ministry. But despite recording albums with the likes of the Hawkins family and Daryl Coley, James Moore did not break into the industry in a major way until his 1988 Malico debut album, Live. The album hit the top 10 on Billboard's Top Gospel Albums chart and album cuts Bread of Heaven and he was there all the time, earned his stellar award in 1989 for the best solo performance male vocalist, traditional. His new association with Malico also included joining Huey Williams, the Reverend Milton Bingham, and Sister Desiree Johnson on Call Him Up, from the Mississippi Mass Choir's hit album, Live in Jackson, Mississippi. The record remained on the top of Billboard's gospel album chart for nearly one year and received four stellar awards, as well as Dove and Soul Train Award nominations. Another charting album was Live in Detroit, which was recorded in 1992, recorded and released in 1992. 
which found James Moore covering I Stood on the Banks of Jordan and the classic hymn, The Old Rugged Cross. The Mississippi Mass Choir reciprocated by joining him on his sophomore album for Malico, live with the Mississippi Mass Choir. The album produced God Don't Need No Matches and garnered more another stellar for best video. The vocalist and choir reprised their successful partnership on 1993's Live at Jackson State University, which generated the popular joy. This album and 1995's I Will Trust in the Lord received Grammy nominations. Reverend James Moore's work was interrupted by serious illness, which also included kidney failure. And as we know, we will memorialize him through his music. If you haven't heard it, if you haven't heard any of these songs, look them up. Listen to them. A lot of them are on YouTube. By the albums, the recordings. Reverend James Moore won stardom singing, You've Been Truly Wondrously Blessed. Reverend James Moore won stardom singing, You've Been Truly Wondrously Blessed. He was inspired and coached by Dr. Maddie Moss Clark in his vocal stylings, the way he embraced the song, and then the way he delivered his song. I would like to circle back just for a moment about Mrs. Parham. Kind of briefly glanced over her, but just to talk about her and her highlights. Uh, being a native of Memphis, Tennessee, and I mentioned about her being and attending the Detroit Conservatory of Music. She was also a member of the Greater New Mount Moriah Baptist Church there in Detroit, where she organized and directed the women's chorus. She also organized the male choir, which was known as the Voices of Thunder and the Inspirational Choir. She founded Elmas and Carl's House of Music in 1953 and the Music Publishing Company in 1962. She was named Church Woman of the Year in 1962 and Detroit's Most Outstanding Woman of the Year in 1976. I will say Mrs. Parham was also a powerhouse. And if I'm not mistaken, in some of the literature that I read, she was part of the big three in Detroit, the big three women who were powerful in the gospel music industry. And I'll do more about her later, but we're honoring the memory of the late Reverend James Moore and all of his works and contributions that he did in gospel music. That I wrote entitled, Behold His Face. As I laid in Baptist Hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, 
watching the television, preparing, they were preparing to put this shunk in my arm so I could start dialysis. And I was puzzled because I told the doctors they wasn't going to put nothing in my arm and I'd rather die. The president of Malico Records came by my bedside, Mr. Stuart Madison, and said, James, we love you and we don't want to lose you. And I don't care what nobody say, God has somebody for you. going through the denial stage and they went on and put the shunk in my arm and brought me back to my room. I watched television and in a matter of seconds my eyesight said this, just left me. The devil said, I got you now, what you gonna do? Your kidneys are stopped and you can't see nothing. And I laid there with tears running down my face and I can hear the Holy Ghost say, Behold his face. But I don't ever get to see again. I, I behold his face now. Because see, when I get to heaven, the vision going to come back. face talks about our Savior talks about Jesus and I want brother Brian to come I found a review of Reverend James Moore's live in Detroit album uh, and Thomas Owens was the person that wrote the review and indicates Live in Detroit is a 10 track album that captures the Reverend James Moore live in concert in the early 1990s. James Moore is in great form, adding life to the music when the going gets predictable, even on overly familiar, he was there all the time. Occasionally, Reverend Moore gets carried away with preaching and testifying, letting the songs run on a little bit too long. He's All I Need clocks in at nearly 13 minutes, but it's easy to hear that this was captivated live, even if the kineticism is lessened on the record. There are better, more albums and better live James Moore albums available. But once you get to listening to Live in Detroit, you're likely to get caught up in the infectious spirit of this usually rousing music. I rejoice in knowing that though absent from the body, he is present with the Lord. And this is why I do tribute shows so that we don't forget those who have made a mark in the industry of gospel music and the gold. Go out one day, maybe later today, 
and listen to Reverend James Moore's music and you will hear his heart, his love and his soul through his vocals. Thank you for listening to this tribute show honoring the memory of the late Reverend James Moore. In this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com. You may also like and share the podcast episode, or if you subscribe, you will be alerted when the newest episode is published. There is now a Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold radio show on WMRMDB internet radio station on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the station can be heard anywhere in the world. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. If we can do it, you can too. Inspirations from award-winning speakers and leaders. And I have been afforded the opportunity to participate as one of the chapter authors. If you would like to know more about how to purchase this book, get in contact with me at Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Thank you.
This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. We were all caught off guard March 2020. And in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you as a church leader or a small business owner? With over 20 years of experience, we can help you create an emergency response and a business continuity plan for your church or your small business. We discuss methods of preparing for the next emergency or disaster. Here are a few things we can speak to you about for your church. How to continue communicating with your congregants without access to your physical location. How do members reach the leadership staff? What about church records? Are they safe and available? And here are a few things we will cover for a small business. Communicating with your customers and meeting their needs and or orders. Do you have a backup process to keep your business records safe? We can talk about technology, security, and record keeping. For more information, contact us at 708-762-3587. That's 708-762-3587. And we can discuss how you can feel more comfortable in creating a emergency response plan and or a business continuity plan.